0: What up? We are back again today in the studio and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be with you as always on Get the Ball Rolling this last week was another phenomenal week of FCS football. We are in the final week. We're on the final week, the home stretch, uh, as it were, before uh, we go to the FCS playoffs. Uh, I'm really excited to uh, to be bringing it to you today. Kind of my thoughts, some of these things uh, going forward, and uh, and some of the things that I saw this last weekend. For me, Saturday was was an awesome day. I uh, was able to wake up, went for a run with my little brother, uh, was able to really you know, think about some of these things. The, a lot of the morning games were postponed. Some goofy things happened. Come back to my house, settle in, Uh, have the TV blaring, cleaning up the house, you know, doing that, and uh, really settled in for the long haul, and I was really, really fortunate uh, that I was able to watch as many games as what I was, and some of my favorites. Now, uh, just last week, I put out a a tweet, and and it was teams that I just can't help but cheer for, and part of this is is that I have a connection uh, to some of the schools, some of it I don't, I just love it. And I was able to watch Mercer play Chattanooga, and I was able to watch UIW uh, take on Nichols, and those are two of the teams that I put in these these five teams that I just I just love I just love to cheer for. Obviously, alma mater Dixie State number one, um, followed by you know a couple of the, the other teams, but I just love Mercer. I love what they were able to do, and they were to co- able to come away with a huge victory uh, this last this last go around, and it was really impressive, uh, just because uh, the way that they won, uh, forcing turnovers, playing all around defense, and uh, I'm excited to see it. And it kind of brings me to my first point, and as we get going here, uh, as as the the hourglass is about to run out on this season, right? Uh, you start looking around at uh, you know who what's going to travel well, what's going to play well in the in the FCS playoffs, and I think a lot of it is what plays well in the NFL playoffs, what plays well in the in the FBS playoffs, and that is defense. And I think that this the defensive side of the ball is vastly, vastly important even more so now than before. And why I'm bringing this up, so we have some really interesting defensive matchups. Now, because the FCS is, is uh, you know, we have schools, we have, we have a conference that is a non-scholarship conference, and we have a lot of different uh, dynamics in the FCS, some of the stats, I think, are skewed, as well as strength of schedule plays into it. Uh, but you're starting to look... Out of the top five, um, out of the, the total defense, you got Florida A and M, JMU, Nova, Jackson State, and Dartmouth. Dartmouth is is not eligible for the FCF playoffs. Jackson State, and they have like a bowl game that they go to, and Florida A and M is kind of vying for a uh, for a bid in that bowl game, if I remember, uh, I don't. Re- I don't really follow the Miac as much as what I should, but I know that, that it's something like that. Uh, number six, North Dakota State. Number seven, Sacred Heart. Uh, number eight, Chattanooga, and Montana. Sixteen, uh, Kennesaw State. All the way down at nineteen, you, you do have Mercer, and I'm really excited to see uh, what happens this week as Mercer takes on. Uh, takes on ETSU now it was a slugfest Uh, I mean you obviously see Chattanooga at eight overall Mercer all the way down at 19 Uh, and so it was a defensive slugfest but I just love the way uh, that Mercer was gritty super tough football and they've been on they've been a team uh, about three or four weeks into the season I started really following them didn't miss a game and so I feel like uh, you know Mercer is a part of this podcast now. I, I mean, I love them. They played absolutely phenomenal football and uh, looking for a big time win going forward. A lot of other crazy things happened around the league. Obviously, the South Dakota-South Dakota State game, phenomenal ending. Uh, EWU was able to beat UC Davis in the Fog Bowl. Uh, We had a couple couple other really interesting games, like Western Carolina hung around with ETSU through the majority of the game. It wasn't really until the second half in that game, well, almost fourth quarter, uh, that game where they really started to pull away. You see a big win for Missouri State over UNI. You know, Montana still taking care of business. And uh, Southeast Southeast Louisiana was able to get the win. Uh, Kenosha State struggled against North uh, North Alabama. And uh, when I was doing my top 25, I was like, honestly, I don't know what to do uh, because... I don't want to be super reactionary to what I see, but at the same time, I need to. I, I need to be honest with the listeners and everything. And even when I was creating my tiers, I was like, I don't even know what to put. Uh, we're we're six days out from Selection Sunday. We have one more massive week of FCS football, and so I'm just going to sit back. Watch it and enjoy it. Now, a lot of people out there they love doing these predictions, and uh, I want to get into my my little rant later about predictions and stuff. You guys know I don't do the top twenty-five for the first few weeks. I, I have a little uh, few quirks about myself. It's just who I am, and so uh, and one of them I, I don't love doing the prediction, but we'll get to that in a little bit. And uh, predictions as far as you know who's getting into the playoffs, and then uh, we'll get in kind of talk a little bit about the playoffs in, in this next week. But I'm really excited for this next week. Like I said, we've got some big time games. We have the brawl of the wild Montana Montana State. Uh, I mean, even some some other ones just around the 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 ones that I'm really excited to watch. EWU Portland State Portland State has had a lot better of a season than what I was expecting. Uh, North Dakota State does take on South Dakota. Uh, Sacramento State, UC Davis, uh, kind of. Uh, we'll see if we get another Fog Bowl. South Dakota State does take on UND, really pesky team. A lot of people are saying that South Dakota State could potentially not make the playoffs. If you read some of the blogs out there, interesting. Uh, UIW is matched up second time against Houston Baptist. ETSU uh, playing against Mercer, and uh, of course the alma mater is taking on uh, Missouri State. Can't forget about that. And then, uh, yeah, Monmouth, Kennesaw State. So we're really going to get... Oh, and Southeast Louisiana and Nichols. We're really going to have a very clear picture, I think, going into Selection Sunday. And uh, the bubble teams, I mean, you kind of have to control your own fate. Uh, You look at, like, the CAA alone. Really interesting there. Uh, You know, you have, like, a Rhode Island team who, I mean... Uh, when uh, just looking at it, you know, face value, uh, they were able to get wins. They put up some some impressive wins over Delaware, Stony Brook, and and teams like that. Uh, but then they struggled. Maine, Nova, and Towson with losses. Uh, if they beat Elon, they obviously going to have a really good record. Where do you where do you rank that up against a William and Mary team, which might have one less l- one less win, uh, but they do have a uh, you know, a, a big time win over Villanova on the road at Villanova. So, you know, the selection the selection committee is going to kind of have to deal with that. And here is one of my pleadings. I do this every single year. Uh, it's one of my thoughts. I I love the selection committee. I love the process. You know, get a bunch of people in there to deliberate. Now, the only thing that I wish that we could have is. A little bit larger, uh, maybe not larger panel, but a little bit different of a panel. A lot of the 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 committee is, is made up of athletic directors, uh, conference directors, uh, people like that, right? Really high up, and you know what? Maybe that's what their whole aspiration was: was i want to go be an athletic director to eventually, you know, decide the outcome of who makes it into the playoff and who doesn't. What I would like to, yeah, keep keep those. Maybe have a university president, uh, something like that. Have a member of the media, have a couple members of the media. I think we have some awesome FCS uh, members in the media that could be covering that. Have a have a computer do a robot kind of a ranking, right? A lot of people use the Massey rating system, and I think it tells a really different story sometimes than what other people are pushing. Uh, some of the narratives you look at, uh, you know, overall strength of schedule versus you know that kind of stuff. They're rating their algorithms, fantastic. Maybe throw that in there. Have a fan vote, uh, you know, and and maybe it's not so much a popularity contest uh, because you know people out west. Like, who are you going to vote, Rhode Island or William & Mary, to get in? Uh, But I think that having a fan vote to influence it would help out as well. And at the end of the day, uh, there's going to be four teams because they kind of do the same thing as uh, the NCAA basketball tournament where it's like first four or first Last four in, first four out, kind of thing, and those four are pissed off because they believe that their schedule uh, says what they what what they really deserve and stuff like that. And and I, and I don't like that. I don't like getting into the particulars. I think the FCS is a lot harder to pick, and uh, just because of. The vastness of the playoff. But uh, so, you know what? If you don't get in, I'm sorry. Better luck next year. Uh, Not going to discuss it too much uh, on this podcast, and we won't really probably discuss super much. Uh, the last four in unless, you know, like a, one of my teams gets left out or, or something like that. No, uh, but you, I really think we need to change it up just a little bit uh, because, of course, on Sunday, without a doubt, there's going to be well, four or five fan bases that are going to be enraged by, by the thought and the, the decision of the committee. So moving on to the tiers, uh, last week, we're just going to go to this one. Uh, We had to figure out who was the weed and the onion. We've been kind of having this theme all year. Um, It was South Dakota, obviously, upset. We're going to give them the onion nod. William and Mary kind of uh, fell off uh, this week. I I mean, I love William and Mary, um, but I just... I just feel they are really one year away from really making a big-time splash. Uh, I mean, obviously, the loss to Delaware was a really bad loss, and they played JMU tight, obviously, at home, and the loss to Maine. Had they won one of those two games, I think without a doubt this team is getting in, but I really think they're one year, in my opinion, away. They're kind of just sitting back on their haunches. I think they strike in a year, so I don't know if they're they're going to make the playoffs or not. And you and I struggled against, uh, you know, Missouri State. I watched most of the game. It honestly felt like Missouri State was was going to be in control and stay in control. Uh, Mercer obviously balled out. But uh, just because Mercer balled out doesn't mean that I wasn't impressed with Chattanooga. Their defense was stout. Uh, Honestly, it came down to to a field goal and a missed extra point. I mean, I mean, honestly, if you make that extra point, it was seven-seven the majority of the game. They gave up a lot of turnovers, uh, both sides. I think Chattanooga did have more than, than Mercer, but asked a lot of the defenses to make big-time stands. And so, I think I think Chattanooga is going to be definitely on the bubble. So I'm not going to rule them out as a complete weed as well. Nichols, UIW. It was kind of, I I was kind of nervous because I said that UIW uh, would beat Southeast Louisiana and then I said would overall win the Southland, but the only way uh, that to really come to fruition is they really needed to beat Nichols. They were able to do so. Nichols, I think, is kind of out of there and uh, UT Martin, obviously, big time win uh, to secure the the OVC. Uh, I'm proud of them and we've had, we had Chris Pelosi on uh, our podcast before and so, Uh, Obviously, super excited for them. And so, like I said, last week before Selection Sunday, and there's a lot of cases to be had uh, as far as the committee goes. In my opinion, I think that uh, we're going to get five Missouri Valley teams and we're going to get five Big Sky teams. I think, you know, it doesn't matter how the Brawl of the Wild plays out. I think that those, you know, I think all five get in. Uh, UC UC Davis, it would be interesting. They would have eight wins total. Uh, With losses to Idaho State, if they do lose to Sacramento State, it would be lost to Sacramento State, lost to EWU. So their best win, they do have an FBS win, uh, but their best win would be on the road uh, at Weber State by just three points. It would be interesting to see if the committee would rule it out. Hopefully, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they'll have to be put in that situation. But even Sacramento State... Uh, if you look at it, losses to uh, Northern Iowa. Uh, if they do lose to UC Davis, that would be the other loss. Best win would be uh, on the road against Montana. Uh, for everyone out there, that I mean, uh, there's a lot of snobs out there. Uh, a lot of people, you know, Missouri Valley Big Sky is really kind of a two dog race. But you look at it, uh, you know, the top half of the Big Sky is is elite. I think the top five are really good. Portland State is a pesky team this year, as is Weber. Uh, but the bottom of the Big Sky really does. Struggle, uh, SU, Idaho State, Cal Poly, uh, Northern Colorado, Idaho, NAU, um, NAU. You can maybe say pesky a little bit, uh, but no real super quality wins besides the people that are underneath it. Oh, they did beat Arizona this year. Okay, so they beat they beat an FBS team, uh, but as far as FCS is what I'm mainly looking at. You know, losses to to Sam Houston, to South Dakota and uh, losing to the team or beating the teams that were below them. And so, you know, you really look at it, uh, you know, it's really kind of a, it's really top heavy, uh, but it's really hard when you're, when, uh, you know, you're uh, Montana, who really had a fairly easy schedule. I mean, you did beat uh, Washington uh, you did lose on the road to wa- to Eastern Washington, lost to Sacramento State, and uh, we'll see what happens against Montana State. We'll see if they win or not, uh, but really, you know, NAU, bottom, Big Sky, Northern Colorado, bottom, SU, bottom, Idaho, bottom, uh, Dixie State, obviously, independent, only have won one game this year, uh, Cal Poly, the bottom, and so I'm... Uh, I would really like it if we could split it up, um, the, you know, these big conferences. Same with, like, the Missouri Valley. Uh, the Missouri Valley is a little bit different because everyone kind of just beats each other up. Um I think the top five in the Missouri Valley make it uh, South Dakota State, uh, SIU, South Dakota, Missouri State, North Dakota State. I think all of those teams are are phenomenal. Uh, but then you have like a, I mean, people will say Youngstown State with a win over um, UIW, and Missouri State is good. Not really. Uh, had some really ugly losses this year, two and seven overall. Uh, what, uh, Illinois State uh, with win with a win over UNI and and over South Dakota, but then ugly loss losses, you know, against some of these other teams like SIU, uh, Western Illinois, North Dakota. And so uh, it's it's interesting just because there is a lot of uh, big conference bias. I think those two right now get uh, five in and then uh, there's obviously 14 spots available. Uh, you do have uh, the automatic qualifier, so you can kind of knock it off. I think Monmouth does beat Kenneshaw State. Uh, I think Monmouth has went through uh, a pretty difficult schedule. Uh, the first half, I think they've gone through it. Uh, I do like Monmouth to win the Big South, and so it would put Kenneshaw State as far as, you know, on the bubble. Uh, you know, Sacred Heart's going to get in. Uh, Davidson's going to get in, barring a loss. Uh, Holy Cross is getting in, uh, and so you can kind of start knocking them off, and then you start looking at the bubble teams. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the SoCon. You got, uh, you know, if Mercer wins, obviously they get the AQ. If ETSU wins, uh, ETSU gets the AQ, uh, and that'll be interesting. Well, Mercer is going to have beat Chattanooga uh, and lost to VMI. And VMI beat Mercer, and I believe VMI lost to Chattanooga as well. And so uh, kind of an interesting dynamic there. However, VMI did lose to uh, Furman this last weekend, which might have pushed them out of contention. Uh, so I really think we're getting into it. Even like a Stephen F. Austin, I think, has a, has a shot to make some, make some noise as far as the bubble. Rhode Island, William & Mary, uh, and some of these other teams. I think it's going to be really interesting uh, for the committee to decipher. As far as what, I oh, and then you have uh, UIW, who's getting the, the AQ, and uh, Southeast Louisiana, Southeast Louisiana, I think for sure has locked up uh, a qualifying spot. So uh, those spots begin to shrink when you're starting to look at resumes and, and how far things go. Now, what I'm most excited for is, is the matchups. Uh, a lot of people were discussing, now that South Dakota State had lost, it's going to obviously knock them out of a seed a seeding spot, a first round bye, and uh, where will they have to go through? Will they have to go through Sam Houston? Will they have to go through North Dakota State? Will they have to go through a Montana or a Montana State? How is that going to affect? Uh, same thing, uh, I believe a couple years ago, uh, I really liked Southeast Louisiana. I believe they got the AQ over Nichols, even though Nichols ended up uh, winning. They beat North Dakota a couple years ago, uh, but, you know, Southeast Louisiana, I remember one, and then I believe they had to travel to Montana, and so you get these games where you're getting a, a Louisiana team. Which probably will never be 20 degrees uh, up into a, a, a you know a full-on blizzard up in Montana, uh, kind of a crazy one. We have we've had games. Uh, I watched the the when Maine had to fly all the way out to Ogden, Utah, which was I believe the furthest that Maine had ever traveled uh, west or, or it was something like that at the time or whatever. And so we get these really interesting matchups. Obviously, these matchups are held on campus. The first uh, the first you know, all through them uh, you know the first few rounds are, are always electric and then uh, into Fargo or not Fargo uh, into Texas uh, to finish off the for the national championship I said Fargo, but I meant Frisco. So it's going to go to Frisco. That's where the national championship is going to be. Uh, you know, you have the defending national champions, uh, Sam Houston. They're looking absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you have uh, a lot of really the chase pack. I think uh, Sam Houston and Montana State, despite struggling a against, little against, uh, against Idaho this weekend, I think they kind of had their, uh, their eyes around the corner a little bit to that Montana game uh, because Idaho is, is not a very good football team. Uh, But Montana State has played really well. JMU has played really well despite the loss to Villanova in overtime. I I don't count overtime losses the same as far as my algorithm goes. Uh, You have a, a Villanova team who beats JMU drops a game against William & Mary. Uh, So it's really going to be interesting. It's all about matchups and stuff like that. And so as far as that goes, my my predictions for this week, instead of doing a full on tier list, uh, I think uh, I want to roll with my Mercer Bears. I think that they are able to beat uh, ETSU. They relatively, ETSU has the 17th best offense. Mercer has the 19th best defense. I think that uh, when Mercer, if Mercer can muddy the game up like they did this last time, Force all kinds of turnovers. I think that they could get the win in the SoCon. Uh, ETSU, obviously, I think even if they lose, they're in. And they did lose to Chattanooga, uh, but... We'll see what happens. It's going to be on the road. It's going to be a really interesting uh, game to watch. Uh, but I want to be riding with Mercer as far as that game. I think that UC Davis does beat Sacramento State. I don't know if Sacramento State... I think that knock Sacramento State out of uh, uh, the first round buy list. It should be a really good game. I think Montana State beats Montana. And... Uh, some of the other games, uh, just real quick, like I've already mentioned, I think Monmouth does beat Kenneshaw State, and uh, I'm trying to see if there were any other big ones. I think Rhode Island beats Elon, and uh, Rhode Island's sitting there on the bubble, and um, I believe North Dakota State is going to beat South Dakota. Uh, we had a couple of fans message me what I thought. You know, message them back. Thank you for the DM. Uh, but I did see that a lot of people are now thinking South Dakota is you know going to tear through, going to win. I think North Dakota State handles them, uh, but South Dakota. Congratulations on that big win! Uh, you're not going to be a fun team uh, to play in, in the playoffs, and and you know, poor unfortunate soul that has to play you. I cannot wait to watch it. Uh, but uh, I think they lose this week. But I think they've definitely positioned themselves for a, for a big time. Uh, maybe they get the the home the first round home game uh, as far as that goes. They might get a get a seating. We'll see what happens. All right, so let's jump in uh, to our top 25. We'll kind of send it off as far as our, our predictions go and stuff like that. Uh, this week coming in at 25, we have U and I, 24, Holy Cross, 23, Chattanooga, 22, Rhode Island, 21, Stephen F. Austin, 20, UC Davis. Dropped them really, really far uh, just because they needed that win. I think they bounced back. We'll pull them back up, uh, but did drop them a little far on that one. 19, Monmouth, 18, Mercer, 17, Southeast Louisiana, 16, Kennesaw State, 15, UT Martin. 14, SIU. 13, South Dakota. I think they continue to climb, uh, you know, obviously, if they win, and uh, but there wasn't a ton of movement super at the top. Uh, number 12, Montana. 11, UIW. Love UIW. Playing absolutely phenomenal uh, offense. Can't wait to watch them in the, in the playoffs. And 10, ETSU. 9, Missouri State. 8, South Dakota State. I know I have them really high. I'm not selling my Jackrabbit stock, uh, but I do, I, I think, that I really think they're are a good football team. They've just had a couple of, you know, fluky games. Uh, the game against South Dakota could have went either way. The game against SIU could have went either way. Uh, would you be, if, if those two, you know, if they've switched places and, and South Dakota State would have won those games, would everyone be talking about them? Like like they are? No, I think they're a legit team. I think they make the playoffs as well. Seven, I do have Sacramento State. Despite me predicting them to have a loss, I think they're a really good football team. Uh, Every time that they've been tested this year, outside of the UNI game, they've they've showed up. Uh, uh, We'll see what happens this week uh, in the big-time rivalry. Six, I have Nova. Five, I have AWU. Four, NDSU. Three, JMU. Two, Montana State. And number one, Sam Houston. Cannot wait for... for uh, this upcoming week. Now, I want to say this uh, just prior because the next time I talk to you guys uh, will be after Selection Sunday. Uh, For those of you who who are new to this podcast, I do predictions by round. And you're going to say, Tyler, why do you do predictions by round? Isn't the fun filling out the bracket? Oh, trust me, I love filling out the bracket. I don't think there's anything more fun than filling out a bracket. But I have to watch the games and uh, I always hate it. I, I don't remember remember when it was when I was a little kid uh, but I had taken a team in NCAA tournament right the big uh, basketball tournament I had taken a team their best player got hurt round one snaps his ankle or, or something like that and I can't even remember I remember being fairly little and everyone was you know my dad was like well your team's out and I'm like, what are you talking about yeah your best player got hurt well you know had I known Another best player was going to get hurt. Uh, then I wouldn't have taken him, obviously. And so I play round by round. Uh, obviously, injury status, and then and then where where it's being played. Uh, you know, do I take a UIW team on the road in the Fargo Dome after that giant? You know, from t- t- San Antonio all the way up to Fargo. Uh, you know, where do I put a, a Mercer team if they have to come all the way out to uh, Sacramento? Is going to be rolling through there. Holy crap going down uh, to uh, Tennessee. The, the, these are the kind of matchups I like to be meticulous with that. I like to look through it and then experience obviously. I kind of do that and uh, see the matchup. So I do it round by round. I will be giving you my first round predictions. Uh, next week I will p- most likely uh, be releasing two podcasts. It just depends. Um uh, as far as, you know, timing and everything. With the Thanksgiving holiday, I will actually be uh, going out of town. So I want to try to get it done... I'll be in, in in the Pacific Northwest for the Thanksgiving holiday. I'll try to get all of my predictions done, kind of nailed down uh, prior to that. But then I want to have a, a prediction one uh, about the playoffs and, and our reaction to it. And then also about all the good things that happened this year. Uh, there's teams out there that, that don't make this, this uh, podcast. Obviously, I'm, I'm being very, very broad. Uh, but there are wins. You look at a team like St. Thomas, Minnesota. First year uh, in the FCS, I believe they've won five games, if not six. Uh, They had a phenomenal year. No one's going to be talking about the Tommies, but I will. And uh, I don't think, I mean, people are talking about my alma mater, Dixie State, but it is in the light of, holy cow, they played an incredible schedule. Yes, Dixie State played a phenomenal schedule. I'm not going to argue that, but, uh, you know, most people aren't going to sit there and talk about Dixie State. And so I want to go through uh, the wins, the, the rises, the falls, what to look forward to, this next year and uh, then we'll be trying to bring on some, some uh, coaches we might be bringing on some fans of those teams uh, we'll be talking about that so look for that this next week uh, so there you go I know this was, was a little bit different of a podcast it's harder to release tears uh, when we're going into it, and, you know, like, uh, you know, I could say that Stephen F. Austin is super great, and I could really pound on the table for him and think that they're wonderful, uh, and then the committee, you know, doesn't even have them as the, the first four out, they're like the sixth out, right, and so I'm just going to play it my ear, we're going to see what happens, uh, I know a lot of people think that. I've had a couple of people say, why don't you do more predictions? Uh, because like I said, I want to get it right. I will submit my predictions like I did to you because I think I'm going to be right on this. I have confidence in my picks and uh, we'll see as, as this uh, kind of all folds out, un- unravels what we're going to get as we crown a national champion. I still think that Sam Houston is the odds-on favorite to win. Uh, they are a super fun, super awesome football team, probably the most balanced offensive-defensive-wise. Uh, I cannot wait to see them play uh, some some legit competition. When I watched them play against my alma mater, uh, they absolutely destroyed them. And, uh, you know, within the first quarter, I think it was 28-7. Or not, no, sorry. Sorry. Seven. It was twenty-eight. Nothing in a matter of, of minutes. Uh, really, not even the first quarter. A matter of first half of the first quarter. Uh, so really good. But we're gonna finish off with that. My alma mater, uh, Dixie State. Uh, see, the Utah State Legislature did pass the bill. Uh, we are going to be changing our name to Utah Tech University. Uh, however, my until July 1st, we're still Dixie State. So uh, Dixie State got their first win over Fort Lewis this uh, last weekend. Uh, fun to see an old RMAC foe. Uh, and uh, Dixie State dominated. When you look at it, and I know uh, Fort Lewis had won a game all year, uh, but when you look at the gap between uh, those players, uh, just physically it looked like Dixie State was bigger. And, you know, speed-wise, I don't even know how to say it. Dixie State just looked so much better. Now, if it was up against the Colorado School of Mines, is it the same outcome? I don't think so. I think it would be a little bit closer of a game. But uh, as far as me following the program and graduating from there and being a part of the athletics department on the cross-country team and being around the football players... you can tell that there's a big change going on as far as uh, D1 or D2 to D1 Uh, I believe there's scholarship money and all those kinds of stuff that is going in and you can really see uh, Dixie State investing it in their athletes Uh, when I first watched the game against Sacramento State I said those kids look physically bigger than us like the line Uh, but when I and I was kind of worried I'm like well maybe we have a lot maybe it looks like we're just you know what are we doing here we're a D2 team uh, trying to be d D1 team whatever but when I saw us play up uh, go up against a D2 team we were far and away uh, the better team on the field and we had almost every single position if not every single position uh, Dixie State was better at and so it, it made me feel good it was a good uh it was a good game to get get a win uh, this week. I will be there. We'll be there. Uh, we'll be going down to the Greater Zion Stadium and uh, enjoying the fans in the last game of the season against Missouri State. Now, I do have Missouri State ranked ninth overall. I cannot wait to watch that game. Uh, I believe uh, it should be a really fun one and something to tune into. Obviously, doesn't make... We don't do a basketball podcast on here, but Dixie State did beat, uh, you know, cross... Ridge Rivals, there's a giant uh, mountain in between uh, Dixie State and Southern Utah University between St. George and uh, SUU campuses, I believe, are only 47 miles apart, and uh, Dixie State was able to win in basketball. And so things are looking up for the Dixie State program. Uh, You know, you can tell if you've been in and around the St. George area, completely redoing uh, the the facilities as far as uh, the football stadium. On the traditional side, uh, it kind of, I, I know I'm kind of talking a lot about my alma mater, but I was really proud that we were able to get the win. Um, it's kind of interesting because when I first started going down to Dixie State and I took my recruiting trip, uh, I went out on the track. Uh, the the track was a black track. There were, there were some weird holes in it. Uh, and since coming home after spending two years in Puerto Rico, brand new track. And uh, I was like, well, that's great. You know, they, they invested in the track. And then uh, pretty soon after, you know, being at the university, uh, I believe it was my first year. They announced the construction of the other side of the stadium. Uh, we have a huge side of that stadium. And then they announced that they will be, you know, renovating the athletic department. And we have a huge new training facility. And now they're going to be renovating, which was originally the old bleachers, into these new bleachers. You're really starting to see it looks awesome, let me just tell you. And so I think big things are coming for Dixie State. Uh, Obviously, transition-wise, them and Tarleton State are still on that four-year hiatus where they're unable to compete for conference championships uh, as far across all individual sports and team sports, and they're unable to go to any kind of playoff. Uh, It's kind of a bummer because I would have loved to see, you know, if Dixie State would have went undefeated this season, which I, I know is is kind of a, a pipe dream, but if they would have went undefeated this season, uh, you know how would you, would you not put them in the playoffs <laughs> with the, with the strength of the schedule that they had this year and uh, the the teams that they elected to play? It uh, Doesn't look like it's going to get easier for the the Dixie State Trailblazers uh, this upcoming year. I believe we might be playing BYU next year or the year after. Uh, so we're we'll going to be playing some FBS teams and. Getting in some really good games, but uh, after this season, only two more years where we're out of uh, postseason contention then we'll be able to join in, jump in along with Tarleton State. Uh, really excited about that, and uh, the WAC is growing. UIW jumping from the Southland over to the WAC. Sounds like McNeese is staying in the Southland, which uh you know, good for them and uh, keeping that conference strong and we're bringing UIW over. So I'm really excited. Uh, I know that was a lot of rambling about the old uh, alma mater and Dixie State and St. George and everything, but uh, love them. Super proud of them. that They're able to get the victory. Can't wait to watch them this Saturday uh, take on the Missouri State Bears. Uh, So this has been another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Again, next week tune into it. We'll be doing our predictions as far as the first round predictions uh, as far as the reaction to the the bracket. Not going to speculate too much. I still think, I mean, I've put out my predictions. Five Big Sky, five uh, Missouri Valley. Got some predictions in there. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. And uh, I've got a couple other things that I want to add in in next week's uh, episode as we we prepare for the playoffs. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful and safe week. Until next time, let's keep this ball rolling.